my brother from another mother, you heard? Yo. You already know, you already know. Just double this jump. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you, my brother, for joining me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thank you for agreeing to be my, you know what I'm saying, be my, my host on this show. You know what I'm saying? You already you know? can the brothers get a rap. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but um, yeah, so we had an interesting uh night the other night, you know what I'm saying? But uh, but it's all good. So tonight is our official first episode on Can Brothers Get a Rap? You know what I'm saying? Podcast hosted by myself, Ashley Lovechild, and the other host, Santana. Yeah. You already know. Um, me and my brother go back way back. So this is like my brother, brother, like, you know, blood can't, you know, make us any closer, like real talk. You know what I'm saying? That's so right. That's this this is really my brother, brother. You heard? So understand that. And uh, this is basically barbershop talk. And uh we bring it in a real way because we done lived through some things and we done did some things. Uh, we like to say we did, we heard it all, done it all, did it all. We didn't, you know what I'm saying, to the highest, you heard? To the fullest. To the fullest, you know what I'm saying? So All types of extremes, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So I got to do a wellness check with you, my brother. How you feeling today, my brother? Feeling good, feeling good. Um, Share with my daughter's birthday, so I spoke to her for a little bit. That's lit. Yeah. That's happy birthday to, to, the, to the niece, young queen. Appreciate it, appreciate it. You know uh, I was vibing today. Today was my off day, so I was cooling today. You know mm -hmm. Yeah, that's lit, my brother. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get into what we get into. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? We got a jam-packed show when it comes to like stuff and, and things that we, you know, got to hit on with all the topics and everything. So we're going to start off with popular opinions. Okay. All right. So popular opinion. All right. Which NBA player, and for those who don't know, popular opinion is uh, things that, you know, people just like to chime in on. And, you know, we put our own little spin on it. So the first one is going to be in this, and it could go from anything, from sports to uh, music, entertainment, uh, you know, politics, anything. Okay. So popular opinion number one, which player had the most potential in the NBA if it wasn't for the injury. All right. Out of this group, Penny Hardaway, Grant Hill, Bill Walton, Tracy McGrady. Who you going with? Mm. It's a tough one, right? Damn. I'm going to have to go with Tracy McGrady, son. T-Mac? T-Mac. That nigga was a problem, son. T-Mac. T-Mac. Is probably one of my favorite players like ever, bro. Like he's like in my top ten of favorite players. You know, there's between being like the best player and your favorite player. Like mm -hmm. I could go like you, you know how them players that you want to go see play ball. Yeah, T Mac is one dude you want to go see. You know what I'm saying? Do his do his dude. He was giving the league work, son. Everybody was getting work on this from this man. That's a fact. Me personally, me personally, I have to go with my second favorite player of all time in NBA history. G-Mac, bro. G-Hill. You know what I'm saying? My boy Grant Hill. 
I yeah. call him G Mac because he used to. You remember when we was mad little, he always had a new shorty. So I used to call him G Mac because you know what I'm saying? Like he always had a nice little new tenderoni jump. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm going to have to go with T Mac because T Mac, to me, like at that time, they was talking about him like how they talk about LeBron now as far as like being 6'8. T Mac was like cut up, you know what I'm saying? Had speed, quickness, had. The, the handles was crazy. Like, I knew T-Mac was yep. the truth. When I seen him in and out, Scotty Pippen, and took him to the Baja and threw it on him and then clapped the backboard and then grilled to the nigga like, yo, yo, Pip, you can't do that with me, dog. Like, I don't know what type of time yeah, you do. He was a beast, son, a beast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, I think the injury that happened to him in Orlando, and it's so crazy, you said T-Mac, now imagine Orlando, what you saw in Orlando, T Mac, and what Grant Hill was when he was on the Pistons. Can you imagine if a healthy Grant Hill and T Mac, a healthy T Mac, mm, it would have been over, son. The East would have been like a a, a whole nother um, a whole nother level of competition for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. That's Grant a fact. Hill was nice too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it was definitely nice. And you remember that summer, because we was little dudes. You remember that summer, they was like, yo, even though they ended up getting uh, Grand Hill and T-Mac, they were supposed to get um, Tim Duncan on top of that. Mm. That had been scary, son. And they said they said Tim Duncan was all ready to go to um, Orlando, right? But he said um, Tim, Tim Duncan's wife asked, um, Doc Rivers was the coach at the time in Orlando. Are the wives are the wives allowed to go on to uh, away games with the team? And he was like, no. So that that kind of like sealed the deal, because you know, with that mentality back then, happy mm -hmm. wife, happy life mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's basically sealed the deal on that. You know what I'm saying? That was a, that was a factor on why he didn't end up coming to Orlando, and this. And it's so ironic that that wife ended up cheating on him. Like, with, yo, yo, I see you at home. I see you at the home <laughs> games. Ain't you come away with the kids? Like, yo, mm -hmm. just chill, man. Yeah. You bugging. That's a fact, bro. So it's, it's interesting how that, like, played out because he doing, like, all this for a woman that, like, that's not going hard for him. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, like bro, like you gotta get your you gotta get your house in order. So the world they chose T Mac at forty nine percent. Okay, at, makes at, sense. At forty nine percent. I next popular opinion: Who will retire with the best legacy, music wise? Right. So you got Lil Wayne, Kanye West, or Kendrick Lamar. Damn. Mm. I'm going to have to go with Kanye on that one. Kanye? Best musical legacy? Yeah, Kanye. Yeah. Kanye. That you choose a Kanye. Yeah, I'm going with Kanye. All right. Um, me personally, I'm going to go with Wayne. I'm going to go with Wayne. I I like the Kanye pick because Kanye is, is, is you know, he's, he's diverse in the music space because... You know, you're talking about records, you're talking about production, um, 
you know, I, do we speak fashion on best uh, legacy? I, I guess so, because we're talking about fashion. But also Wayne has truck fit, you know what I'm saying, which was going crazy for a minute. And it's, and it's still, like, he still has a base for his clothing brand. Um, obviously, Wayne is not the producer that Kanye, you know, his uh, status is. Um, but I, I think I'm going to still go with Wayne, mainly because I feel like Wayne's records, they they really whip people. Like, they really, it really, like, it, it molded a sound in the South that, like, South gets busy lyrically and, like, you know what I'm saying? And it has to be respected. Kanye, because he's he does beats for everybody, he's a pillar of Chicago, but he's not a, in my opinion, he's not a game shifter of Chicago. Like how Dre is a game shifter to LA was like, like he has a tree, right? But Kanye's tree, I don't think really Kanye really has a tree because all his people that he really produced, they was who they were before they met Kanye. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, in my opinion, you know what I'm saying? Like Common was Common. Uh, 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 John Legend was already John Legend. Tiana Taylor was already Tiana Taylor. Uh, Pusha, all these, all his artists was already who they were, with the exception of Big Sean. And Big Sean to me is a dope artist. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, but but that's still a fire pick though. That's still a fire pick, and he a billionaire. So you know, we'll, we'll be mad at that. And the rest of the world, they went with Lil Wayne at fifty six percent. Okay. Yeah. I could see that, but um I don't know. Kanye, I feel like as though like that nigga just transcended music, like you know what I'm saying? That uh, just music period, like the way he started to where he's at now is like it's a, such a major evolution, you know what I'm saying? Like as mm -hmm. far as what he um he can do. Like the dude like literally will like experiment with shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that's a take away from Lil Wayne because like if you go back to his first album, 400 Degrees, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if we compare the first album of Lil Wayne and the first album of Kanye West, there is no comparison. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. He had to like build himself up mm -hmm. and then, like, okay, he, he getting there. But Kanye yeah. started with a, a, like, a lyrical prowess, and that first album was just crazy you know what i'm saying and then from then the nigga just went and just elevated shit but yes little wayne definitely from 400 degrees to now like he definitely like his lyrical uh skill set like i don't know what he did in those from when nine uh 500 degrees to like the carter one came out i don't know mm -hmm. what he did because he definitely read some books or like the the lyrical uh uh elev elevation that he did definitely like is something to be seen for sure. So mm -hmm. that's how to compare niggas' first albums to other people's first albums, because then you can really tell, like, engage kind of sort of where people gonna go. Mm -hmm. But Lil Wayne definitely was an outlier because that first album, 400 Degrees, and the shit nigga was rapping about, again, the nigga was like 14, 15. So right, 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 right. I ain't right. gonna hold him uh, to it. But again, you know what I'm saying? You stepping in a big boy lane. You feel me? You going into what? music. There's no like high school level in in like the music industry. It don't matter if you're 14, 15, it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. Aaliyah, when she dropped one in a million, she was 17. 
uh, Usher. But, but she had she she had she had musical genius guidance on that though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm just saying as far as like the age concerned, when you come out with the work, you just it's the work that speaks for itself. Period. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. Like like I I think I think the R and B it's a little different only because like when you say Usher, I'm saying like he had L.A. Reid, he had Diddy. You know what I'm saying? That's not a you know, Wayne had baby, you know what I'm saying? And baby ain't no disrespect to the legend, but he's not the music man, he's the businessman. But it's still your point is still valid because his name is on that. He got a you know what I'm saying, that's his work. And you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, so your point is still valid, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, um they're 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 both incredible. They both, you know, legends. You know what I'm saying? I just think it's like, you know, uh, just one of them things is just you like this or you like that over, over, you know what I'm saying? That's like comparing like Alan Houston to Mitch Richmond. You know what I'm saying? Like the only thing I wish that didn't happen, I wish the original Carter three that was supposed to actually came out for his album didn't get leaked. Mm-hmm. The one that he remade, the Carter Three, yeah, that shit was fire. But the mixtape version of the Carter Three that was supposed to be an album when that shit got leaked, and then he mm-hmm. just made it into a mixtape. Mm-hmm. It right there was fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That yeah. shit came out as an actual album. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! But the fact of the matter that he was able to recreate the whole album again and it still came out fire it was like. Mm-hmm. That I still gotta give credit to that because that shit was the original one was like I remember when that shit dropped. I was in shit, I was in Chicago that summer. Me and my cousin was just listening to that whole mixtape the whole time I was there on on repeat from one to the end, repeat the whole album again type shit. So, cause that yeah, crazy popping. Yo, a quick a quick a quick shout out to my boy Corey and TJ. They they in the chat. You know what I'm saying? Thank y'all for tuning in. It's our very first episode. So, you know, salute to the bros, you know? But yeah, nah, them them joints went crazy, bro. Um, so uh yeah, so it was a Wayne. Alright, so next uh popular opinion. Who is the best singer on this list? Usher, uh John Legend, Bruno Mars, or Chris Brown? Damn. Oh, shit. Damn. Because right now for me, it's, uh, it's between Usher and, and, um, and Chris Brown. Fuck. Uh, best singer? Mm. Or singer, like singer. Not not the best performer. No, no. Um, yeah, yeah. Damn. I'm gonna have to go with Chris Brown on that one, son. You got Breezy? As far as singing, yeah. Okay. Okay. Chris Brown. Uh me, I'm definitely going with Usher. Definitely going with Usher. Um you know, I but 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 Bruno Mars, I mean when Bruno Mars first started out, he was really on like a, like a vocalist. And his vocals was like crazy, and John Legend vocals was crazy. But I'm gonna go with Usher. I think Usher could do a little bit more than everybody. Me personally, mm-hmm. so uh, the world they went with Usher at 51. percent 
Okay. They were usher at fifty one percent. Second was Bruno Mars at eighteen percent. Okay. Uh who's the best rapper on this list? Biggie, Jay Z, Buster Rhymes, or Nas? Damn, they can't even <laughs> pass away on that list. Like that's not even fair, son. <laughs> Come on, son. Like, and remember, we just talk about rap, but not artistry, just straight rap. So for that aspect, for me to even make a, a better decision, I'm just going by everybody's first albums. Okay. Everybody's first albums, they were, Biggie was still alive. You know what I'm saying? When everybody pretty much dropped their first albums and shit. You know what I'm saying? So just off that alone. <sighs> well, So once you go with the first two albums. Mm. Uh best rapper uh this this is a tough list, bro. This is, is a tough list. It is a tough, is a tough list. Uh, chat what y'all think. This is a tough list. What who y'all going with in the in the chat? Who y'all going with? Biggie Smalls, Jay-Z, Buster Rhymes, Nas, best rapper. I already know who I'm going with right here. This is this is the easy one for me, even though it's a tough lift. Um, for for this one, I, you know what I'm saying, I love my bro and all that shit, but I'm gonna have to go with Jay Z, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Queens don't hate me. The Queens don't hate me. I'm just saying, I'm gonna go with Jay Z on this. Yo, you already know where I'm going with this, bro. J J all day, bro. No first two hours. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cause me to 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 make this shit fair, you know what I'm saying? I can because Biggie passed away and shit, so mm -hmm. I can only go by the first body of work that all of them did. Cause it was pretty much in the industry all around the same time when they dropped all their first albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we already had this discussion, even though uh, the first podcast was a little hit or miss. Yeah, Nas, but. I mean, reasonable doubt was just crazy. Yeah, I'm going with Jay Z. I'm just gonna go with Jay on this one. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Jay all day too. Even though Nas, like that's that shout out Nas, that Illmatic album, that first album, crazy. Um, in my opinion, I rather listen to when it was written more than Illmatic. Me personally, I think it's a better. Uh, a listen, you know what I'm saying? But nah, that's a fact. It definitely bunch of straight bars, Illmatic. You know what I'm saying? Buster is Buster. You gotta respect his pin game, but I just feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like these are the, just the upper echelon of rappers. Top ten niggas right here. Yeah, so I'm going yeah. With on this one. So the chat, I see the chat. They going with Jay Z all day. Shout out to my boy Rayon Lawrence. He also plays K Nine. And uh, and and uh, my, my bad, bro. And I got mad things going on in my head, but he plays K9 and um, the BMF stories, um, with, with 50 Cent, bro. Was he bodying everybody on the show? Like the first scene, he he headshot a dude. I'm like, yo, that that ain't my boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to pull up to this, like, that's my dog, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all up at his parties. He have a party every year at his crib. And we all up in the party, like, going hammies, 
because he always get all the girls to come to his party. So we was always in it on the wall. I was like, that's not my boy, my boy. Like, I got pictures of him. We racing as kids, bro. Like, that's my dog, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So shout out to my bro, Rayon Lawrence. You know, he's killing it and doing his thing on the BMF stories. Make sure y'all check it out um, on Stars. And he's doing his thing. He plays K9. Y'all probably even seen him already doing his thing. He's bodying everybody. So shout out. He said Jay-Z all day. Shout out to my brother from Brooklyn, from Lenox Road all day. Mm -hmm. um, but the rest of the world, they went with Biggie. They went with Biggie at 39%. No. Oh, my bad. Whoa. 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 Typo. Whoa. It was Nas at 40%. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they went with Nas at 40%. All right, so some sports. How many games do you expect this new Clipper team to play? Less than 10, 11 to 29 games, 30 to 59 games, or 60-plus games? Um, As far as, like, everybody on the team playing? With yeah, like, well, the big four. They're big four. Because now they got James Harden. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give them the what was it, thirty nine to fifty. Yeah, they got thirty nine to fifty nine. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with that one. Sorry. You gonna go with that one? Yeah. All right, all right. What y'all say in chat? So in the chat, I got eleven to twenty nine. I'm I'm gonna go with eleven to twenty nine too. I'm gonna go with eleven to twenty nine. I don't like to to see them all four together. I don't see them playing like an extended amount of games together because. You just never know with that group because you got Kawhi that be having nagging injuries. Paul George be having nagging injuries. Uh, Russell Westbrook probably played the most games out of all of them. And then, and then who knows what James Harden is going to do. He's such a question mark. He, he's out of shape. He didn't play the other night. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's going to be an interesting season, but I'm going to go with 11 to 29 games in between that. You know what I'm saying? The rest of the world went – with 11 to uh, eleven to 29 games at 52%. Okay. Uh, last question on the uh, popular opinion. In this year, 1998, which MC did a song who's going to have the best verse? If they did a song together, which MC would have the best verse? Cannabis, Big Pun, Jay-Z, DMX. If we back in 98, who's going to have the best verse? Damn. Shit. That's a tough one because we're talking about 98 and what that was like to 98. Like what that would feel like. Yeah, because cannabis was a monster around that. Yeah. Time. Big Pun was just, his lyrical <sighs> ability was stupid. Jay yeah. Just getting to his, you know what I'm saying, to, to that upper echelon top level. Mm -hmm. X. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Jay on this one, son. Jay? I'm going to go with Jay-Z, son. Give a yeah. fire verse in 98? Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. Go mm. You know why I'm going to have to go with Jay? Because out of all the features that Jay has ever done, I never heard him, like, I've never heard him like lose on on nobody's song. Like to me, on a, a Brooklyn's finest, I think he had the better verse than Biggie. 
on Brooklyn's finest. So even the renegade, like people don't like I renegade is like neck and neck to me, but I like Jay's verse more. You know what I'm saying? But that's debatable, right? Mm-hmm. But 98, like 98 was like that was a pivotal year right there, son. And they were spitting fire. Then we talking about DMX. DMX will hit you with that shit that stood in your soul, cause you know what I'm saying. It was like a a a a, a like a poetry he was going with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but lyrically, or who would have who are outshine? I'm still I'm gonna have to say Jay. That's why that's why I'm saying like lyrically and the nigga's gonna come with the with that action. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Bar, like mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I'm going with Jay. Now, surprisingly, the rest of the world, they went with DMX. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that that's something to, you know, uh keep in mind. It's a, a it's a thing, you know. But every that's the beautiful thing about music. It's all subjective. You know what I'm saying? Like there's dudes out there that think like Pitbull is like the, the best rapper ever. And that's no disrespect to the brother Pitbull. He's still a legend in the game. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's really subjective. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, yeah. you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, all right, so off to our next segment. All right, so it's three movies that you feel is a must-watch. It could be old. It could be new. But it's three movies that you feel is a must-watch. Okay. You um, get your two months. All right, so my first movie that is a must-watch, everybody got to see this one. Is my classics, my favorite one. I still watch this shit to this day. Bad Boys. Mm. Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. Classic. Mm-hmm. Like it was, um, uh, what's his face? Oh, damn. I forget the director. Because that first movie, everybody just blew up after that. Even the mm-hmm. director, he's now top tier director. But when he did that movie, like that was his first go around. You know was that Brockhammer? There we go. Jerry Brockhammer. That was like mm-hmm. his first actual, like, you know what I'm saying, movie, movie type shit. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I blew up on that one. Yeah. So one, I'm going to have to go with this, uh, with Strange Days with um, Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. Like, classic movie. Like, mm-hmm. it's definitely a, a head scratcher movie. And it was all these, all my movies from the 90s. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't. different. That movie is so classic. The only thing I hate about that movie is that they got Liam Neeson in it. And after his comments about how he used to uh, drive around in the truck looking for melanated people to beat up. Yeah, that was that was wicked to me. Like, yo, Yeah, bro. yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, obviously, obviously, you never got out. So, you know what I'm Because <laughs> <laughs> there was niggas everywhere. But you wouldn't get out the car and handle no business, nigga. Like, yeah, no you, work. Yeah, you ain't do no work. work. You ain't put no work in, nigga. Like, yeah. You, your squad, it was gonna do you just like they did them niggas in um in higher learning, son. Yeah. <laughs> you get your crew, I got my crew, nigga. We're gonna square off in the stew act, nigga. What up? You know what I'm saying? And my last movie uh is Johnny Mnemonic with um with uh Keanu Reeves and shit. Fire. Another fire movie and shit. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. audience, if you ever get a chance, pop some popcorn. Get you a lady that you ain't, you know what I'm saying? You get up in yeah, there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. You scrape, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going to look at it different, like, oh, shit, I ain't never seen this movie. 
Yeah. I know you ain't see this one. <laughs> <laughs> Popping. Popping. Right. For my three, I'm going with uh, Burial. It's a brand new movie with Jamie Foxx and Tommy Lee Jones. It's an excellent movie. Um, you know, it's about a a, a, a guy who, who makes a really a bad business deal and he just he's fighting it. He's fighting against um, he's fighting against the company that's trying to buy his business for pennies on the dollar. This is probably the best I've seen Jamie Foxx outside of they clone Tyrone. They clone Tyrone. I thought Jamie Foxx was was excellent. Um, probably outside of Ray, with the exception of Ray. Ray, you know, Ray is Ray like Ray is just. His embodiment of Ray was just second to none. You know what I mean? I think he became Ray in that. But this new movie, Burial, you, you see a side of Jamie Foxx that, like, these last couple roles is letting him be uh, not just the funny guy, but vulnerable and showing the different depth of his uh, acting ability, in my in my opinion. Um, second one that's a must-watch is, uh, is also... Uh, uh, it's a classic. It's from the early 2000s. I don't know if you remember this movie, but it's called Uninvited Guest with Makai Pfeiffer. And uh, yes. yeah, it's so audience, if you ever get a chance to see Uninvited Guest, that movie is fire. Uh, with Makai Pfeiffer, his car breaks down and he knocks on his door, you know, at the, you know, a neighbor's. And uh, he's looking for help. He's having car trouble. And uh, they invite him inside. And then all hell breaks loose. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You got Wanye from Boys to Men in there. You have, uh, I think, Mel Mel Gray. He played uh, Samuel from, uh, uh, well, Samuel from um, uh, Soul Food. When he plays the boyfriend, that the ex-boyfriend that gets beat up. Oh, oh, oh the... the- Factory nigga. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's in there. Um, and uh, Melinda Williams is in there. Melinda Williams, she played in like the wood when she was like the, the younger version of Alicia and her brother mm-hmm. was Stacy. Mm-hmm. You know, she's in there. Um, it's a it's a fire movie. That's a must watch. And my third one, I'm going to have to go with this 2B movie called To Have and To Hold. <laughs> Yo, Tubi. Shout out to Tubi, yo. <laughs> this movie is buck wild. It's about a, a, a marriage couple that is at a standstill sexually. And, of course, the wife suggests that they go to this, you know, retreat. And it opens them up sexually. And, like, it, it gets it gets crazy. So, you know, it's a, uh, it's, a, it's a dope watch. So those are my three movies you should, uh, you should definitely, as a must-watch, Burial. To have into hold and uninvited guests, so make sure y'all check those out. Um, three artists that I think that you should take a look at for people that don't know. Um, I hear all the time people complain about new music and who's out and everything is trash. There's a lot of fire music out there, a lot of fire music out there. Um, one of the artists I think you should definitely take a listen to is an artist called Bankroll Bills out of Coney Island poppin rapper um he his music is very pain related he gives you that dmx feel and um he's just a he's a fire he's fire he's fire you can look him up his name is bankroll bills make sure y'all remember that bankroll bills second artist y'all should definitely take a look at and listen to is an artist named edward out of uh, uh 
Long Island, New York, and that's E-D-W-R-D, E-D-W-R-D, without the A, name is Edward, he, he raps, he sings, I was just on tour with him, and, uh, you know, we, we did about, like, four shows together, and this dude gets busy, he gets busy, and his music is fluid, it goes from, from singing to rapping, you know, every, you know, per song, and he's a, he's a dope artist, and the third artist you should definitely take a look at is F. Jones, F. Jones, also another artist, rapper from Brooklyn, if, if, the, the best way to describe F. Jones is if, if, mm, if Mob D and M.O.P. had a baby musically, it's F. Jones. Mm-hmm. And that's saying a lot to me. You know what I'm saying? So Don't. make sure y'all, make sure y'all take a look at those artists. Bankroll Bills, F. Jones, that's E.F. F. Jones, and that's Edward E.D. W-R-D. Make sure you take a look at those uh, three artists. Um, got Cologne of the Week? My, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my Cologne of the Week, definitely for the men, you know what I'm saying? You want to smell good, want to impress that lady friend that you trying to holla at, definitely get you a bottle of Blue de Chanel. You know what I'm saying? Smooth. It, it smells good. All you need is a couple of sprays around the neck, chest, and then right on the wrist. You're good to go, son. So that um, um, cologne of the week definitely is blue to Chanel. Link back us up, up with us next week. I'm gonna have a different scent for y'all. You know what I'm saying? So y'all could look that up and then you know what I'm saying get right. Always gotta step out the crib smelling good. Hit hit that um Bloomingdale's. Hit up Macy's. Um, shoot, you could even hit up Burlington. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get you a bottle of blue to Chanel. You heard? Mm-hmm. No musky, no musky niggas out here. <laughs> We <laughs> fresh smelling niggas out here. You heard? Can't be musty out here. You heard? Gotta swoop them. All right, so give me give me one classic show that people must watch. Cause cause now we in this new age, and all of a sudden people never seen this, they never seen that, and it's like how you never seen that. You know what I'm saying? So again, like niggas grew up in a golden era of a music television movies like we just we damn sure was fucking baby when it came to a lot of shit you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying he was just getting bombarded with some of the littest shit you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. as far as like tv shows concerned for me i feel niggas need to go back and re-watch living single you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying living talk single about it mm-hmm. and why i say that is because living single was such a pivotal show it was so good that motherfucking motherfucking niggas took that whole concept rebranded it just put white faces on it and called it friends mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. before friends it was living single you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal show son everybody mm-hmm. was on point with that shit the jokes was hitting even as a little kid if i didn't even really understand i still understood the jokes you know yeah 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 the yeah. shit was on point and it was just it just showcased black people in a in a great light you know what i'm saying and it was mm-hmm. just awesome everybody worked you know what i'm saying everybody had a job everybody had a hustle nobody's out here selling crack or cocaine or nothing like that niggas was paying their bills going to work handling business you know what I'm saying? Getting the draws. 
<laughs> Everything was good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody getting the draws. You heard? So uh -huh. it was just a dope show. So definitely check out Living Sino if y'all can. You know what I'm saying? For sure. My, my one classic show that's a must watch. If you never um, heard of this show, you must see this immediately. It's New York Undercover. Classic. New York classic. Undercover. Almost made me want to be a cop and shit. On you my, know what I'm saying? On my detective they, shit. You know what I'm they, saying? They, they, they made that look so cool, bro. Like, Facts. like that show to me was a trend setting show. When you took young melanated people, for y'all that don't know, I hate saying the word black because we're not three-fourths of a people or of a person. So you're going to hear me substitute the word black with culture and melanated and ebony because that's what we are. So they took two melanated characters and not only made them the stars, but they incorporated our culture. They incorporated the music. They incorporated the style. They incorporated how we talk, the way we walk. Even the crimes was kind of like hip hop. It wasn't like just like regular crimes. It was like like every beat of the show felt hip hop. Like, and then they made it even more so when you know the the guest stars would be you know rappers and things mm -hmm. like that. But they also had serious acting going on around them, and the guys that they picked to act are pillars in the acting world today. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like they just pick guys just to like, yeah, you could do this. They had guys like Sticky Fingers who had compelling, uh, you know, had a compelling role on that show and and and, and did some serious acting that, that was very believable. Mm -hmm. um, so that show, man, I mean, you, you got J.C. Williams played by Malik Yoba. You know, you got a... a uh, uh, Michael DeLorenzo playing, uh, uh, playing, uh, God, uh, uh, my man, uh, uh, help me out because I it's, it's going through my I, I know the word Torres, he's playing Torres, the Tor detective Torres. I'm bugging, he's playing detective Torres. You got, uh, uh, you know, j just that dynamic, and then they brought uh, Tommy from Martin onto New York Undercover, like in the fourth or the fifth season. And I thought that was for the betterment. I thought he made the show better. They they made him the lieutenant. And uh, 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 Lauren, Lauren Valendez, who also played in Dexter, she's played in. She's also played in. Uh, she's in the uh, the new Ghost. Or she, no, she, her character just died off the new Ghost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She, she's always been beautiful. Always been fine. But she's always been a terrific actor. And to me, that show was a must see. It's a must see if you never heard of it. New York Undercover. Look it up. New York Undercover. Popping. Look up Living Single. And it's funny that you have mentioned Living Single because they was a part of that Power Thursday. When we right. was kids, you had Martin on at 8 o'clock, Living Single at 8.30, and then you had um, New York Undercover at 9 o'clock because there was a, a hour show, so it was 9 to 10. You see how they use our culture to boost the ratings of these uh, um, broadcasting shows because nobody was fucking with Fox like that. Facts. And nobody was really, like, watching Fox like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And Martin was on there. I, was was Living Single on Fox or UPN? No, they, no they, they was on Fox. Yeah, so, you know what I mean? Put that, they put them on the map, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then a good, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned about New York Undercover because it's definitely a nostalgia piece. 
Mm-hmm. But for us growing up, because we was growing up in the nineties when the when um when they was filming these shows and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's just good nostalgia to go back and watch and remember how New York used to be back in the nineties and shit. Like a mm-hmm. wild time, but it was just a fun time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it was it was dangerous. It was dangerous as fuck, bro. Wild as fuck. It was dangerous. I say wild because we was just in there just just in the melting pot like a fucking, you know what I'm saying? But we, but we little dudes at that time, so it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was still, you remember it, but it, like, I remember it being very dangerous, even for us as little dudes, because, like, kids our age, like, like, we little, little dudes, like, we not even teenagers, you know what I'm not saying? Little, little dudes. Or fifth grade at that time. So. Yes, and dudes our age was getting murdered. Like they kind of showed the depiction of that in the movie Fresh, where the kid he was about like maybe like eleven, ten years old, and he was uh killing Corky's man, mm-hmm. and and he got mad and he and he bodied him on the on the basketball court, and that used to happen like, like pretty like you know so n- didn't matter if you was little you you could have a a, a, a act of violence you know yeah it didn't matter there was no there was no rules and regulations on on. Who could get body? Who could get touched? Or none of that shit. Pause. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we was outside. Oh yeah, no, it was not nothing to do but be outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, we like, didn't have social media, none of this shit. Like, niggas had house phones. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. Outside, and the rule was, by the time the streetlight come on, you better be like in front of the crib or in the crib. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you was good. Mm-hmm. Riding bikes, going to different hoods and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So it was definitely a wild time to be alive and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was definitely real. Like, and then for some, like for some of us, we didn't even have to go in. Like, it's so weird. Like, with my with my father, I had to be in before the sun come down because my pops was real strict when I was younger, right? But with my moms, it was a little bit more lax. It was like, yo. I know where you at, so it's I. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like it's dark mm-hmm. outside, but I know you somewhere playing football, basketball. Like you're not somewhere like creating. I probably fighting. Like you know, I grew up fighting. You know, throwing knuckles. Is you know, so I was somewhere doing that. Outside of that, I'm not somewhere like doing something that's criminal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For the most part, you know what I mean. So, but yeah, you know, um, that was a different time. You're right. That's definitely a nostalgic piece. On uh, on that time period, and shows like Living Single, Martin, New York Undercover, and I have to say, uh, 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 the Keenan Ivory Wayne show. Um, oh, uh, and Living Color, and Living Color, and Living Color, Living Color was definitely one of the shows that prepared that propelled Fox like that. They actually launched Fox along with them and. Uh, and uh, another underrated show that people don't talk about that will be on Button Snap soon, Rock. I remember Rock. Rock was popping. People don't. A lot of people don't remember Rock with Christopher Dunn. So you know what I'm saying. All right. So t- today's topics. Okay. We gotta talk about it, bro. Counterfeit bags. They 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 they're passing a rule where women, if you get caught with a counterfeit bag. You have to pay what three hundred thousand in the fines, or in, mm-hmm. in three years in jail. Mm-hmm. That that's what that's what the rule is, right? Yeah. So, what I mean, what do you think of that, bro? Y'all asses better stay in New York in the fucking Americas. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't <laughs> get beside yourself and try to go to France, 
Italy and um, these European countries where the um, a lot of these manufacturers are because they're going to be watching your bag and checking all the nitty gritty details about the shit, see if your shit is on point. So if y'all here with these fake bags, be cool in your city. But as soon as you leave America and you go to Europe with them bags, it's a wrap for you. Because don't forget to mention, on top of the 300K you got paid, you might get three years in jail. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So y'all want to stunt? All right. Stunt at your local hookah lounge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stunt at your local uh, a brunch spot, you heard? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but when you mm -hmm. go to Europe and shit, don't just be regular. Mm -hmm. Don't don't flaunt. If you if you pay the cost to be the boss, cool, you good. Mm -hmm. No, you ain't pay that cost, and you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just just be prepared. There's gonna be some consequences. You heard? I'm so, telling you right now, sales of the sales of Michael Kors and and Timo Timo just went through the roof. And it, it really be women that be doing that shit, buying these all these crazy ass bags for what? Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. barely have like lip gloss and stick of gum in this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, and I got some money like, in it. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no money in that. In that, ain't bag. no money in that shit. You know no money. All the money is purchased. I mean, all the money went to purchase the bag. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you ain't got no more bread. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You wearing mm -hmm. your bread. You feel mm -hmm. me? Like, y'all be doing the most, and it's going to catch up to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Y'all want to stunt and live this Fugazi lifestyle. All right, this is what's going to happen. So you want to go to France and be by the Eiffel Tower and eating croissants and shit? All right, be for once. Huh? Niggas is niggas coming for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's the, like I was telling my man, is this the golden age of scamming? You know what I'm saying? It damn sure is, bro. It's the golden age, and motherfuckers is coming, son. Mm -hmm. So crazy. I seen a report that, um, uh, what is it? I forget. The the bureau that does all the investigations with the PPP loans and all these other shit. Yeah. So backlog that it's like 100 years of backlogging that they doing. So by the time they get to niggas, it's going to be like 10, 15 years later. Like, yeah, remember that shit you did back in 2020? <laughs> yeah, come with us, my nigga. We finally got your ass, nigga. <laughs> so y'all better be easy. Y'all did them PPP loans to get bags. You know what I'm saying? So uh -huh. they coming for you. You know what I'm saying? All right. So all right, what do you think about uh, Deion Sanders calling out his offensive line at Colorado? None. He's a motherfucking coach. He got the right to call him out. They not blocking for his son or a quarterback. You got to get scraped on. Mm -hmm. Nobody going to say shit when, um, what was that old coach, basketball coach for Texas Tech? What was that nigga name? White dude. That was screaming basketball on. Co basketball coach? Yeah. He used to coach for Texas Tech. He had a controversy of screaming on, on kids, throwing chairs at niggas and shit. I remember the name. I remember calling Knight or something. Bob, that's, that's Indiana. Bobby Bob Knight. Bobby yeah. Knight. Indiana. That's you know what I'm saying? Like, uh -huh. nobody, nobody say nothing. When mm -hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure, um, what's the nigga from Alabama? What's that nigga? Uh, Nick Saban. I'm pretty sure he done screamed on uh, his offensive line Matt, numerous of times. Man. Yeah. Missing a blocking assignment. You ain't, you, you ain't pull when you supposed to pull. Yeah. What are we doing here? Oh, because it's Deion Sanders. Well, he's not supposed to scream on niggas. Mm -hmm. How's he supposed to get niggas 
to do what they're supposed to do. Or he's going to talk to them nice. Mm-hmm. It's a football field. Nigga, you got to scream on niggas. Mm-hmm. When, we was in, when we was playing ball, did niggas talk to us nice? Hell no. Hell nah. You had to scream on me because I was going to listen to you. You know what I'm saying? You have to put the fear of God in me. If I was, if you want me to listen and cooperate, you have to scream on nigga and make nigga do up downs and run them out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, facts. Facts. So it is what it is. You molding men, my nigga. You can't mold men with like with soap, nigga. Mm-hmm. You got mold men with iron. So mm-hmm. I don't even understand why this is a uh a topic of discussion but i mean we understand why yeah we yeah yeah we get it why but as far as football is concerned it's not even the topic of discussion you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. well they what uh four and three right now Mm -hmm. you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah niggas gotta get scraped on right now Mm -hmm. like they're not looking good nigga getting sacked hella times Mm -hmm. he got running out of pocket crazy like what's going on what y'all doing Y'all niggas about to get cut. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, some 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 of y'all don't know that me and my bro used to play football, um, and like I I used to hate this notion when when uh, coaches used to say be nice to the offense line or they might not want to block for you. So I'm like, yo, I always looked at the coaches like, yo, so you gonna you gonna you gonna watch him not block for me? Like that's what we doing? So when they talk about Coach Prime and the fact that they might not want to block for Shador anymore, shit, they haven't been blocking. And if anything, he, you're going to get taken out and you're going to miss out on your opportunity. Like this is college ball. College ball is the new, is the new pro, is the new pro sports. Like real talk, it's, it's no longer amateur ball. It's really pro sports. It's like pre pro sports. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, if you're not playing anymore, then you're going to lose your opportunity. If you don't want to block, then, yo, enjoy that bench. And right. ain't worse than, like, starting in college, like playing college football and starting. And then next week, you you riding the you riding the bench just looking at the game like, damn, I really, I really messed up. What was that nigga in, um, remember the Titans, when the nigga called Omaha? And the nigga's like, oh, I ain't hear that call. <laughs> <laughs> the game block and shit. Like, yo, get the fuck out of here, son. Get your I, ass I, up out of here, son. I never remember that guy's name, but I know exactly. Fuck that guy, son. Yeah, you don't yeah, get facts. Like, nigga ain't blocked. Yeah. Get him up out of here, son. Yeah, like, facts. Tripping, son. Facts. Because, like, again, if you want to feel like, like, we played football forever, you know what I'm saying? And before I got into music, I played football since, like, I was a really little dude. And football is a game you have to depend on your brothers. And if I'm on the field and I'm going hammies and I look to my side and you're not going hammies, that's the issue. Like this, like this era of, of football teams, you don't even see them fight. Bro, we went to two different colleges together. Mm-hmm. We've seen fights in the locker room, bro. Like that made the team stronger eventually. But like we used to get it popping. Not, yeah. not 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 the brawls that we had off cam- off campus with with the locals. I'm talking about, about Southern and shit like the, yo. the team. You know what I'm saying? So like uh, like I, I don't want to go too far into no story. And, and but we just just put it like this: we just seen some stuff, and everybody got to go hard. I got to depend on you, pause. I got to depend on you, and and you got to depend on me. So that way we out here and we can get off this field. Healthy, you know what I'm saying? So 
I think it's kind of whack that people getting on him so hard about, um, you know, about his offensive line or whatever, the fact that he's calling them out. Um, but that's a part of the game. So they got to deal with it. Right. Uh, what do you think about the Dwight Howard situation? That shit. Um, actually, yo, that really is going to, like, shed a lot of light on um, on other people that might be, you know what I'm saying, down low and shit. But mm-hmm. as far as, like, his case specifically is concerned, like, the allegations against the nigga is type crazy, my nigga. Like, you out here, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you trying, three subs. you trying to take, you trying to take it from niggas. Like, yo, that's that's wild, son. Like, I can only imagine a six nine. How tall is this nigga? Like seven he, foot. Yeah, he, he like he about like six eleven, seven foot. I'm shooting that nigga, son. Cause I'm not gonna <laughs> put you. I'm just gonna shoot you, nigga. Like, fuck you, me, nigga. Like. Funny yeah. nigga, like yo, weird nigga, like yo, get yeah. the fuck out of here, son. Again, yes, um, what you do in the privacy of your own home is is your business, but like you were saying earlier in a previous conversation off this shit, um, you're a public figure, my nigga. Mm-hmm. So niggas is motherfuckers around your circle is gonna try to do whatever they can to get their name up off your back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You gotta tighten up. So if mm-hmm. you out here, yeah, you know I'm saying, um, switch hitting, you gotta tighten up. You gotta make sure motherfuckers that you doing to do with signing NDAs. You know what I'm saying, like keeping their mouth shut, mm-hmm. no cameras. You gotta fucking, um, you gotta, um, what you call, use the damn um, metal detector and all that shit. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, just gotta go back and watch the Dave Chappelle, the Dave Chappelle show. Uh, that episode where he where he had the um the um uh, what was it the the sex contract and shit yeah oh yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. so he had bitches sign the contract so you could come back and be like oh you I did this and I did that now nah, yeah fine yeah that contract you heard and yeah there's a clause in there where you can you know what I'm saying you could check for anal and shit yeah. <laughs> yo that shit was. Because people invested, they've been invested into his career. They've been invested into him as uh, as a celebrity outside of basketball. So people go and want to know, and uh, they, you know, what I'm saying, like at right. the end, he do what he do. Um, but you, you know, what I'm saying, you gotta, you gotta keep a, a, a run a tighter ship. You know, what I'm saying, fast, fast. So you gotta have people. You gotta start having yes men around. But at the same time, it's like. Real niggas is a is an endangered species, my nigga. So I'm saying, real niggas is very 
it's very few of us. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. if you had a real nigga around, first of all, I don't even know. Like, if he's your man's man, you wouldn't give a fuck. So mm -hmm. a real nigga would just be like, mm, nah, my nigga, I don't think you should do that. But you, you know what I'm saying? You a man, you want to do what you want to do, but that's just my opinion. Like, I don't think you should do that. You, mm -hmm. you decide what you want to do with that. But I wouldn't do that if I was you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. Yeah, you got too many niggas like, yeah, you good, do that shit. You straight, man. You Dwight Howard, you do whatever you want. Like, yeah. gas you up and shit, nigga. Now look at you, looking crazy out here, nigga. All right, so on a on a more serious note, um, we all seen what happened in Brooklyn, uh, some nights back with the neighbors. Um, when I first seen this uh, video in Brooklyn, I thought it was like a baby father. You know, pulling up to the door, trying to see their kids, but it was actually a neighbor having an issue with another neighbor that was living on top of them, and uh, it was been going on for some years. And the neighbor went upstairs to, you know, just say, "Hey, you know, um, this is going on. Like, you know, can I keep the noise complaint down because it's uh, it's on file that he's filed noise complaints against his neighbor that lived upstairs." Um, from the video that we saw the world saw so you've seen him at the top of the stairs and you've seen the father like basically with no shirt on and i guess they they're having words and then the father goes in to put a shirt on and then the wife comes out now after the wife come out their son comes out i thought the son was like a, a teenager but come to find out the son is like 27 years old and he's kind of sizey so now that the wife is having words with the neighbor, you have the son behind the wife, you know, just backing his mom's up just in case it need be. Um, and then now the father comes back outside the door and he has, uh, he comes back out and he goes back in again to get a, 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 a scissors, a box of scissors and uh, a box of scissors, well, a pair of scissors. And uh, he gets real close, they have their words, and he puts the, the scissor like damn near near the guy's neck. You know what I mean? Uh, the wife, I guess, gets scared that the situation is, you know, getting out of control. She pulls the husband. The husband, like, pushes her off. And by the time he done that, the other guy, I guess, he feels like really like, bro, I mean, anytime you get scissors next to your neck, you're going to feel, you know, you're threatened. Mm -hmm. he, he pulls out. He shoots the father. The wife goes running inside, and now the son is charging full speed. And now he shoots the son maybe about three times. Then he shoots him again the fourth time. Then he headshots him. The father's trying to like, you know, escape away. He's crawling away, and then he gives up to the father. Gives him probably like three more, and then headshots the father. Um, then he, you know, he waits for the elevator and then he gets up out of there. Um, he's still on the run. Reports saying that he's still on the run. Some reports say he was been caught, but majority of reports said that he still, um, hasn't been captured. He's still on the run. Um, what do you think about that situation? Do you think that situation could have been avoided? Um, you know, like, what do you think about that? Um, I'm just going back to when I was living in my apartment in Broward where um, the neighbors on top of me had a, like an unruly kid and the kid just would be running around and you would just hear all that shit and da 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 da. 
And it just got to a point where it's like, you know what I'm saying? Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. me keep going up there and complaining about it ain't going to make this shit better. It's just like so shit you just got to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, I just, it's unfortunate that they had to, like, it had to go that way. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. people are just, nowadays people are just crazy. So it's like, um, shit, maybe if you would, like, invited the nigga to dinner or some shit, have a sit down and chop up or something made it more like on a friendly vibe and then brought up the the real situation like why are you inviting them over as opposed to just going at it right then and there because you know what i'm saying like look at the end result and shit like the shit is fucked up and it's like niggas just gotta do better you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you got your family i'm pretty sure he had his family but if, if me personally in that scenario like i definitely would have like handled it totally different way us being from new york and know how niggas are and shit mm-hmm. anyway i'm saying like he's gonna i'm really gonna talk to you on some real cool calm shit like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i ain't gonna be rah-rah with the shit because you just never know and shit um it's just it's just sad son like mom the mom just lost her husband and her son like, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. for what son for what mm-hmm. for niggas stomping over your head and shit you know what I'm saying? For what? Like, literally, like, what was the real reason? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then buddy on the run and shit, like, bro, you going to jail for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't get why you even did that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you mm-hmm. must love jail, my nigga, because I don't see what's the infatuation about being in jail, because there's two things you can't get in jail, and that's money and pussy. Mm-hmm. I don't get it, my nigga. Like, you mm-hmm. threw your life away for what? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You're going to get the maximum, son. And you can't even say you can't even use uh use self defense. Yeah. That shit don't exist in New York, my nigga. You already mm-hmm. gonna get three years for a gun mm-hmm. off rip. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And let's not even find out you a felon. Oh, it's already you cooked. Mm-hmm. You cooked already, son. I, well, look, looking at that, looking at that film, he had a fighting chance if he didn't go for the headshot. He had a fighting chance because, you know. The man had scissors and he was on his neck, not justifying it, but I'm just trying to break down the fact that he had a fighting chance of ever getting out. The fact that he went for the kill, it's a wrap. Um, I think it could have been avoided numerous ways because, you know, I've grown up in, I'm I'm born and raised Brooklyn, New York, and you're going to have noisy neighbors. You're going to have neighbors play music. You're going to have neighbors with kids. You're going to have all types of stuff. Um, there's a respect level though amongst the neighbors to keep that decimal point as like you like like you as a neighbor have to know when you're old in and not to care is part of it, right? But then also on the other hand of it, you being the neighbor that all the noise is coming down on you as well, you have to you have to gauge a way to pull this man aside and say, yo, bro. I don't know if you realize what's going on, but I can't get no sleep. I work all day, whatever I got going on, I, I can't come home to all that. And I'm speaking to you man to man. I could have went to management, which he did go to management. I could have went to management and filed all these reports, which he did. But I'm coming to you man to man, like, man, I, I could really use your help on, you know what I'm saying, holding me down. You know what I'm saying? Because I went through that, like uh, living on, uh, uh, Church Avenue on uh, on uh, 4411 Church Avenue between 45th and 
in, in church, um, you know, my neighbor Faye, Miss Faye, she lived on the second floor. Me, my mom, and my brother, we lived on the third. So I was always practicing, bro. Like I was getting ready to play in the NBA. So when I came in the crib, it was basketball city. Like I'm putting, you know, I had the rim on the back of the door. I got the little bouncy ball. I'm, I'm imagine that I'm Kobe, Penny, like, and I'm going hammies. I'm busting windmill dunks in my room. I'm going hammies. I'm thinking I'm playing in the finals. But I'm making mad noise, bouncing that ball, bouncing that ball. And Miss Faye always used to ask my mother, can you please tell your son, stop bouncing the ball. I'm tired. This, that, and the third. And she always was OD respectful. Mind you, I'm a little dude. You know what I'm saying? But I don't. I didn't care about none of that, you know what I'm saying? But the fact that that mutual respect was had, you know what I'm saying? So, and even at my pops, at my pops crib on 222 Linux Road, all the neighbors knew each other. You feel what I'm saying? So it was like a mutual respect. And that's the part that was missing from this. There was no mutual respect because if you don't, if you don't come outside with the, with the, with the, with the, with the scissors, like, why can't we just speak man to man? Why do you need to speak with scissors in my neck? Right. And as a man, why why am I pulling up with the gun? Niggas need to be, niggas can't be afraid of other niggas, my nigga. Like, right. that's really where it stems from. Like, you can't, of all things to be afraid of, you ain't supposed to fear no other man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You should be able to use your words accordingly and, and get to a solution where it's beneficial for both parties and shit. I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure niggas could have definitely talked this shit out really you know what i'm saying like coming outside with the scissors and that shit through it through a whole wrench and the whole shit so nigga felt like he had to do what he had to do you know what i'm saying there's still no justification for the shit shooting him mm -hmm. but escalating the shit with bringing the scissors out was not smart you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. they use their words you feel me like there's nothing wrong with using your words to make your to get your point across and shit you know what i'm saying but it goes into a deeper it goes into a deeper thing with that. And this and, and, and this is part of the reason why I'm bringing this up. Um, we have a self-hatred towards each other that is embedded in our culture. Like we like it's so weird. Like I grew up around a lot of dudes, right? So it was always competitive, but it was never like a hate. So it's like when you win, I win. You know what I'm saying? Like I help develop who you are. Not to take credit for myself, but you like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like we play football, we play basketball, we do this, we do that. So, you know, we help each other be what we become, right? So there's a celebration to that, you know what I'm saying? But I've noticed in our community, in our culture, we turn up against each other. Somebody step on your sneakers, you ready to go hand if you look like me and you. But if he look like somebody else, you don't carry that same energy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like there's a deeper thing at play with that self-hatred for the fact that he felt like he had to go up there with a gun and the fact that he had to come outside with a with a with a um with a with a, some um sharp scissors. You know what I'm saying? Like and even his wife. And again, I'm not blaming the wife, but she shouldn't have been out there talking because what a lot of women don't understand, let man and man do what men and men need to do. When a man see his woman speaking to another man and it's aggressive, that accelerates. That's like, 
That's like throwing that's like throwing gas on a fire. That's an acceleration. Oh, my woman need protection. Oh, I'm about to turn up. You need to take your way yourself away from man talk. Take yourself away from that. You know, again, not mm-hmm. not her, but it's it's a it's a part of of what happened. You know what I'm saying? So it but that self-hatred is is so prevalent in our community. Like, think of all the rappers that 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 got killed. It's by people that look like me and you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but we don't have that same. You still have George Zimmerman out here signing Skittles. Still getting pussy. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and I'm not telling people to go out there and murder George Zimmerman, but have that same energy. Right, have that same. Energy. He can't be outside signing Skittles. You can't call yourself a killer and you pick and choosing who you killing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what we doing here? You feel me? So it's like, um, all around, it shouldn't, it should have, that situation should have just been handled by men. Like, women, you can't be in no argument with men because y'all going to say shit that's just going to turn the shit up and just fuck up the whole energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Men can talk to each other and, and eventually possibly get to a, a understanding where it benefits both parties. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not then, fuck it. You go my your way, I go my way. We don't see each other. We don't speak to each other. We we know it's dead. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But once women get into the shit, and you argue with a man. First of all, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you even arguing with a man like that? That is not your place. Then mm-hmm. now your 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 husband got to come out, uh, defuse the situation. You probably the female done probably said some shit to the nigga that got that nigga riled up. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's it's all the way back. So it's mm-hmm. like, back to what you're saying of being self-hatred is like, yeah, we, we as men have a self-hatred, uh, we have a self-hatred towards ourselves, of course. Mm-hmm. And then that shit comes out to the, to the world by us hating each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you ain't supposed to hate your, the next man. Like, yeah, you may not know him. Just, you know what I'm saying? Say what up. And mm-hmm. keep it pushing, you know what I'm saying? And then and this shit is weird, son. It's like it's it, it's getting so bad now. It's like niggas is really scared of other niggas. Like, I'm not like that because mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. I'm in the hood in Miami. Like niggas respect me. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I get the head nod from niggas and I keep it pushing. That's it. It's it's, it's a mutual respect. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I may not have grown up in the hood from from y'all hood, but we come from the hood. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So we know this rules parameters and, and ways to, to go about this shit. Whether you fucking in the hood of St. Louis or the hood of Louisiana, it's all the same shit when it comes to us. It's just a mutual respect. You know what I'm saying? You give respect, you get respect. And that's it. Like So it's like, where where's the respect? You know what I'm saying? And it, it's, a, that, it's a part of like the thing why I don't like calling us black. I hate calling us black because that's not what we are. We're not three-fourths of a human being. And us as a culture, we treat each other like three-fourths of a human being because our lives is not held in high regard as 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 anybody else. Because there was a skit, and it was pretty funny, but it was like, you know, when you think about it, it was a real skit. When you had these guys, they chilling in the uh, in the project hallways, and they seen another brother, you know, coming in. He's not from there, and they mm-hmm. can. He gets on the elevator and like seven of them get on the elevator. Oh, yeah. He pretend like, oh, yeah, I'm in the wrong building. Oh, yeah. 
but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, but if that was a white dude, they wouldn't have gave from that same energy. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's funny because I've been in scenarios where you know I'm chasing tail, mm-hmm. the city, yeah, yeah, hood, yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah, meet me outside the apartment complex or at the corner. So nigga gotta go into the lion's den and shit. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? niggas, niggas is built different. So mm-hmm. we walk. I'm walking confidently in my square. Like I, right, I'm gonna get to the pussy if I don't get through this this lobby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta walk through the lobby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. What up, what up? What up? And I keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nigga, acting scared and that shit. Energy just. Niggas smelt it on the nigga like, oh nah, this this is food right here and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when that went and got went tried to get the nigga, it's like, yo. But it's like back to your point, it's like, yo, come on, son. Like, why you feel it's so easy to just go after this nigga? Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, that's butt, son. Like, mm-hmm. ah, right, you a robber, you you a stick-up man. I right, go to the go to Long Island and stick niggas up. Go you know go to where there's the money. Go where's the money? Don't go where niggas is struggling just like you to make ends meet. Like how you how you feel like the man? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Go, go to where the money is at and really rob and really go stick people. Like you living that life, I go do that over there. Mm-hmm. It's just so easy to 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 um to rob people who look like you and shit. Mm-hmm. That's just stupid, son. Yeah, and 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 that's what and that's like the underlying message of this whole story is that the hatred that we have for each other, the lack of respect that we have for each other. And we do that in every aspect, not just on a, a, not just in a domestic capacity of us living around each other. We do that with work and business. Even when we do business with each other, we, we want a cheaper deal or we want something for free. And, right. and, and on top of that, the service and the quality that you get in this top tier. So, I just, I just never understood that, and I'm like, damn. When I look at our people, our culture, bro, we are the culture. We, we the, we the innovators of everything. You know what I'm saying? Like even uh, Dave Chappelle shows before his time, he had this skit where like uh, all the athletes that didn't play football and basketball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dominated other sports, and then you had uh, Jiggy Walker. Who was the uh the baseball guy when he hit home runs? He dancing and doing, you know. It, it's funny you mentioned that. that I forget the the dude's name, but there's some ill nigga in tennis. Tennis, tennis yeah. I'm saying, yeah. Really yeah. like he, he liked that. Real, he liked that. You know yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And he he jumping, he doing back, he doing like back uh like reverse cl- claps. He doing uh. He doing like no look away uh slaps or whatever. So it's like I love seeing that. You know what I'm saying? But again, showing stuff before our time, we don't take each other seriously for the most part. And that has to change. No, facts. That has to change. Yeah. You know, but it, I think it's a bigger part in how we look at each other where we could be bigger than this one thing. Like, like we can't do multiple things, and then when we do this one thing. That's all we do, you know. Mm-hmm. So we got to take each other more seriously because we actually look at each other as the biggest threats. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when, like think about it. Like when you go to a party, you're not looking at the threats who are not us. All the people who look somewhat threatening is us. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Bro, when we was in college, did we not have a brawl in college? No, brawl for it all, son. Brawl for it all in the local bar with the with the with the townies. But did them townie people, did they look like me and you? Hell no. But half of them did. Remember, half of them half of them did and half of them wasn't. But you Oh no, the, I mean like the in our town. Them niggas right. were the other town. You know? Right. I'm talking about the I'm put and I'm talking about the people that we was fighting, they look like me and you. Oh yeah, now nah, facts. You know what I'm saying? So the, like the point I'm making is that that fear, like you got New York City kids, you got Brooklyn, Queens, you got Manhattan, you know what I'm saying? And then you got upstate New York kids. And that fear of what each can do created a whole situation where people got knocked out, people got beat, people got stabbed. You know, in, in that instance, it was it, it was bad, you know what I mean? But um it's that fear. It's that fear. And that and that situation could have been avoided if it wasn't for uh uh you know three six mafia and uh and uh what's the nothing I'm saying that's when yeah. the, them club uh the club stomping music was out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just escalate even more, you know what I'm saying? So the music has a lot to do with the mentality of uh of us too, because like we're more prone not all of us, but niggas is prone to like violence with certain type of music and shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just crazy, son. It's yeah. a bad story, son, for sure. So I want to wrap up first episode. It was a, a great episode. Thank y'all for all that tuned in. This was our very first, very first episode. So it was a major right here, a major milestone for sure. Facts. And this was this was this was how long this was in the works for? Years, years in the making, son. Years in the making for sure, son. So you know, um, I, I'm glad to have. My brother as the as the host of the show, my brother Santana. Um, those who don't know, I'm actually Love Child. Um, yeah, so we're gonna keep like bringing this to y'all, you know, every every week, and we just gonna do the damn thing. And thank y'all for tuning in. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all for sure. Mm-hmm. We got some subjects that we missed out on, but we'll bring it up, you know, when it's uh, when it's feasible, because we da- we damn sure want to get to this list that men that we came up with that we're not going to tolerate with women um with their list because you know the women made their list on what restaurants they're not going to go to men we came out with a list of things that we're not going to do while we're dating you so we're going to get that get to that in the next episode uh any shout outs do you want to give out bro um just shout out to my daughter happy birthday boo um other than that shout out to you my brother and shit for getting this together uh definitely look forward to continuing this shit and um just building building forward on this you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i want to shout out to uh, ouv records i want to shout out to button snaps i want to shout out to bravo section uh and i want to shout out to everybody that tuned in you know what i'm saying um please oh much love tell a friend to tell a friend Oh, uh, you know, uh, this is this is barbershop talk and we talking it in a real way because we done seen it all, done it all to the fullest. Right. Continue to do it all and see it all to the fullest. And, uh, you know, this is a place where we could come and talk and congregate and uh, and get that real talk. You know what I'm saying? 
definitely no filter because I'm no shade to any other podcast or anything like that. No other people that's doing their thing, but I feel as though me and my bro, we just got a different look on shit and a different aspect and a different opinion. I feel that needs to be put out there too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amongst all the other opinions out there, just so everybody has a variety of shit. So you could feel as though you got a full picture of shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause I feel as though a lot of people ain't really hitting y'all the way you supposed to be getting the shit hit. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we here for. You heard? Mm -hmm. That's a fact. That's a fact. Again, can brothers get a rap podcast? Can brothers get a rap. You know what I'm saying? But from your family to mine, you know what I'm saying? We'll be Once back. Love. love. Yeah. We out. We out this piece. Yes, sir.